I am now about to speak with Nancy Grace. She is on Fox Nation. You hear her, you see her all the time. She is blonde, southern, former Atlanta prosecutor. Her name and her mouth is everywhere. I have known Nancy Grace for centuries. I am now about to speak with her. Okay, Nancy Grace, Nancy Grace, Nancy Grace, tell me, first I would like to know, tell me what you think about legalizing marijuana. Cindy Adams, I'm surprised you asked me such a thing about legalizing marijuana. Everybody knows that I think it's a horrible idea. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not think that anyone high on marijuana is going to become a crazed killer or an armed robber, such as when you're high on methamphetamine or crack cocaine. But I can tell you this. In jurisdictions where marijuana has been legalized, the homicide rate, particularly vehicular homicide, has skyrocketed because people are getting high and driving. And it's had a horrible effect. Also, what a lot of people don't take into account is the effect it has on the lungs, particularly the people that are lured into it at a young age. When you got a marijuana cigarette, when you're smoking a big fat doobie, a blunt, there are no filters like we have in cigarettes. Nothing like that. Nothing to protect you. And it's really bad for you. Plus, I don't like prosecuting vehicular homicides. I don't like dead bodies on the highway. That's why I'm against it. I, I, the problem with you is you never have any opinion. That's the problem with you. <laughs> that is the problem with me. No opinion. I know. Okay. Now I would like to ask you, and I'm going to bite my tongue, about the man who is masquerading in the White House as our president. What do you think of him? Cindy Adams, you are baiting me again. But guess what? I'm going to take the bait. You know how I feel about politics. I don't even like to dip my toe in it because I think all politicians, be they Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, I think they're all lying. And I think that that is borne out about what happens in the White House every four years. But as far as Biden goes, I mean, look, we had this choice. We had Trump, who can be a real a-hole, that's a technical legal term, and you've got Biden, who doesn't know what day of the week it is. So with the inflation, with inflation and rampant crime on the rise and now dealing with Ukraine, I'm, I'm very concerned. But it concerns me about Biden's White House regime, not just Biden, and that when you listen to his spokesperson, I don't like the way that she seemingly mocks everyday Americans. With inflation the way it is and gas prices the way it is, I mean, I remember, Cindy, in law school, I would actually have to buy gas at the pump, sometimes with quarters, nickels, and dimes. A lot of people can't imagine that. But I would have to scrounge around to pay for gas to get my Toyota Corolla from my apartment to the law school. I know how that feels. There are people that literally cannot afford to drive to work and back. It's a horrible way to live, dollar to dollar, paycheck to paycheck, and gas prices count. They may not. I agree count with you. I agree with you. People in the White House, but they count to the rest of the people across this country. And I don't like it when they laughingly comment on what regular people should do. You know what, Cindy? You know this. 
my dad worked the railroad and my mom was a bank teller who fought her way up to the CFO position of a big company. They worked hard, and I don't appreciate the condescending attitude we're getting from the White House. How about her hair? How about that speaker's hair? How about the red hair? You think that's natural? You know, I, I don't, don't like anything know, about her. I don't know if the drapes match the carpet, but that's not my concern. Don't care. Okay, but it's mine. Uh, it's at the moment I, I hate that. I have a that. leg to stand on when it comes to <laughs> bottle blonde, so I, I want to take myself out of that fight. <laughs> Listen, Nancy, you have been everywhere on so many great stories. You have been fighting for the things that most of us believe in. What is happening to our country? What is happening to our government? What are we going to do? Cindy, I tell you, I cross the country on a routine basis um, at my job with Fox Nation, Sirius XM, and Crime Stories. I talk to people that have been greatly affected, greatly impacted by crime, and a lot of people are feeling hopeless. They feel they can't keep up with inflation. They feel like they don't have a voice. They feel like the country is being run by elitists where they, regular people, don't have a voice. And it's very disheartening because these are the people that are the backbone of our country. Um, I was just in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was investigating the case where a young woman was stabbed 22 times, and it has been declared a suicide. Now, we all know that's impossible, including uh, cuts to the back of her neck. That is no suicide. That's why I was in Harrisburg, and I met her family, her wonderful family, and other people there at her synagogue. And I was greatly touched by how much they want the system to work. But when you look at the system and you see the so-called Bail Reform Act going on, where hardened criminals get out the same day they get fingerprinted and booked, it's very upsetting to have repeat offenders walking amongst the innocent. It's very upsetting. But everybody is worrying about the prisons. What about the victims? Nobody cares about that? Is that what's going well, to happen in the future? Well, Cindy Adams, you set off another bomb. You said the word prisons. Why is it in our country there are so many apologists? Nobody wants to build any additional prisons. They like to whine about the condition of the prisons, how bad the conditions are, but the answer is not letting hardened criminals back out on the street to attack innocent people. The answer is to build more and more modernized jail facilities. There, I said it. Our population has gone up. Our prison system needs to be shored up. We need more prisons and more modernized prisons. No more whining about prison conditions. Fix it. We've got so much money in the federal coffers. Why not use it and protect innocent people? I mean, in New York, every day in the New York Post, my number one favorite paper, every day we see another story about a convicted felon that has walked free and committed another crime. What, what will it take until it stops? Nancy, have you been going around saying this? I haven't seen you saying this. This should be said everywhere. I say quite a bit on Fox Nation. I say quite a bit on Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. I mean, I, I just did an outright plea 
for Newsom to keep a killer behind bars that the parole board had agreed to let out. And thank God in heaven, he did the right thing. I just did the same thing, asking the Georgia pardon and parole to keep a killer and a guy that I helped prosecute, by the way, way back when. But yes, I say it, but you know, nobody wants to hear hard answers that don't fit in with the elitist ideology. And again, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I hold them both in great contempt. I want what I'm an American. That's what I want, what's best for our country. What would be best about the gun situation today? Well, you know, Cindy, I'm biased. I'm a victim of gun violence. You know, my I know that. I know hard. that. I know that. I will know that. And, um, I've handled a lot of guns and prosecuted a lot of gun cases. And while I value our Second Amendment right, I am for some degree of gun control. Because, uh, for instance, I'm investigating a case right now where 40 guns were stole from a mom and pop gun shop, gunshot range in Coweta County, Georgia. You know, those 40 guns are already on. They're already filing off those uh, serial numbers yeah, yeah, and flooding know, the black market. And they'll go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars each, probably up in New York City. There's yeah. got to be, you can't tell me with all our scientific advances that we can't figure out a way to keep guns away from bad guys. I'm not worried about the people that have a license and a carry permit. Have at it. I'm worried about the nuts that are shooting innocent people in parking lots, at shopping malls, in schools. That's what I'm worried about. You know, I concur. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Tell me why only leftist professors are in colleges teaching <laughs> our children. I don't have a good answer for that. Do you? Well, I do believe there are a lot of left-wing professors in colleges and universities across the country, but I also believe that there are conservatives. They're probably just too afraid to say anything. <laughs> but I, I also believe as far as universities and colleges, and I've sat on the board of my alma mater. I've got two of them, Mercer University and NYU. Uh, but at Mercer, I sat on the board, and they have a wonderful, wonderful cadre of professors I think across the country, conservatives are really afraid to speak out because they're afraid they'll be canceled. Do you blame them? But yeah, no, I, I understand that, that. Yeah, I also think that very often professors, instructors live in a bubble, the so-called ivory tower. They're not mingling with the great unwashed. I mean me and uh, regular people on the street that work every day. I, I think that they are privileged in a sense they don't have to and we want to keep their minds and their intellects pure but I, I think that they're away from harsh realities of regular life sometimes but as long as I've got you on the air Nancy I know that you were very big in covering the Brian Laurie Gabby Petito story with with their oh, yes. their killings can you tell us a little bit about what you know how it happened well, the Brian Laundry Gabby Petito case really gripped the country because at the time it first skyrocketed onto the headlines, no one knew where Gabby was. Gabby Petito, a beautiful young girl from the Northeast, had moved down to Florida with her fiance, Brian Laundry, and his family at North Point, Florida. They went on a, they gave up their jobs and they went vlogging which is, you know, blogging yeah, it on yeah, video. Yeah. 
and across the country, she was really doing all the work. And then suddenly she went missing, and Brian Laundrie, the so-called fiancé, comes all the way back across the country in her van using her credit cards and debit cards, gets all the way back with no Gabby. And the family, his family, sat on that information for many, many days until her family had to call the police. Uh, they they would not help Gabby's family in any way in the search for Gabby. Ultimately, oh, thanks to civilian sleuthing, someone actually saw Gabby's van out in dispersed camping, which means you're not near a porta potty, you're not near a water hookup, you are out in the wilderness. That's dispersed camping. They spotted a van matching hers there, called police, and Gabby's body was found there. Brian Laundrie, of course, suspect number one, ended up, we think, killing himself in um, Carlton Reserve, which is in Florida. It's about 25,000 acres of watery preserve. His body was found with some of his self-absorbed musings in a notebook. That happened, and many people are asking, will his parents be prosecuted for withholding evidence during the search for Gabby? That remains to be seen. I predict no, because the only people that know anything about it would be their lawyer, Brian Laundrie and the Laundrie family lawyer, and he's under the privilege. He can't say anything. Listen, I could speak to you for like three weeks at a time, but I know you've got your children, and I know you've got stuff you've got to do for them. Just tell us Actually, now what they're with me right now. Right ah. now we're 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 doing Easter activities right now and um and we've all been waiting for for your call because they've heard of the great Cindy Adams and Ab- absolutely <laughs> absolutely with me right now talking to the great Nancy Grace. Listen, when you come in to town, give a call. We'll have dinner, okay, honey? Well, Thank only you. if all the restaurants are open for Pete's sake, Cindy Adams, and I certainly hope they are. If not, you can come to my home. I'll send out for food. I love you, okay? (laughs) Thank you, you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, honey. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 